Hello, friends. Laura Johnson here from Tiggle.life, and this is Mindful Sex Ed Back to Basics. This is the podcast where we break up myths and build up facts about sex. And as always, I am joined by my incredible co-host, the Tiggle.life in-house sex educator, Lulu Batista. How are you doing today, Lulu? Fantastic. Can't wait to talk about this bonding. I know. Yay. I love when we talk about kink stuff. Um, so <laughs> in honor of International BDSM Day, which was on Sunday, July 24th, we are talking about bondage. This is the B in BDSM. Bondage can be an easy and fun way to introduce some kink into your bedroom play. And we're going to talk about different bondage styles, cover a few basics so you can enjoy getting tied or chained or cuffed safely. So just a disclaimer, we are not doctors, therapists, mm-hmm. or lawyers, and we are not giving out mental health or legal health, mental health, or legal advice. If you are having any health, mental health, or legal issues, please contact professional care or guidance. Secondly, we are also not kink experts. So before trying any of these techniques, we encourage you to read the full sources, and we have a few listed in our show notes. Consult a kink professional or attend a bondage course or BDSM course so you do not unintentionally cause harm to yourself or to your partner or partners. So we are providing an overview from the resources that we're going to list in our show notes, okay? So, and then one last thing, a lot of the information that we are using for our episode today is from a chapter in the Ultimate Guide to Kink by Midori. Midori is an educator, sexologist, artist, and she has founded the Rope Dojo and Fort Femme Women's Dominance Intensive. She penned the first English instruction book on shibari titled Seductive Art of Japanese Bondage in 2001 and has paved the way for the popularity of rope bondage. So this is an incredible resource and the ultimate guide to kink really provides a huge overview of like all the different aspects of BDSM and this chapter in particular was really informative. So we just wanted to give credit where credit is due. A couple of months ago, episode seven, I believe we did an episode on BDSM. So please listen to that before getting into this episode if you want an overview of the entire subject. Um, but just as a refresher, BDSM is an acronym used for bondage slash discipline, discipline, the BD, dominance and submission, DS, sadism and masochism, SM, or slavery and mastery. BDSM is a form of kink, and each of these categories involves an exchange of power. So what is bondage specifically? And this is an adapted definition from playing well with others and another great resource for learning about kink and BDSM. Bondage is any practice that involves the application of physical restraint. This can include full restraint, meaning you can't move most of your body, partial restraint, which means that some parts of your body are free for movement, or decorative restraint, which would be something like shibari, which is a form of Japanese rope bondage and something that needs its own episode. So we're not going to go too much into shibari today because that's an even bigger uh, topic about a very specific form of bondage. So materials can include rope, metal, cling wrap, fabric, leather, latex, and more. I almost said cling on, which I don't... (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> so why might someone be interested in bondage? And I'm just going to read a couple of different explanations from the ultimate guide to kink. So someone might be interested in bondage because of the thrill of being naughty and breaking a taboo, erotic humiliation, a lover's surrender into sensual captivity, fulfilling fantasies of romantic helplessness, a change of pace from one's sexual routine or play style, and the intimate pleasure of giving or taking control of someone you feel a deep connection to. And these are just a handful from a longer list. So, Lulu, what is your experience um, with... <laughs> I didn't even see that you had a ball gag. Okay. <laughs> so, um, have you ever indulged in bondage or have you had um, clients that you've helped with coaching or selected <laughs> items for um, with bondage? All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I personally do light bondage. I'm not into the heavy duty mm -hmm. because I have a control issue. So <laughs> for me, it's like, ah, okay, that's, that's too much. But, you know, like these for me would be good. These are beginner ones that are really, really nice for my friends that um, creative conception. So, you know, some people, when it comes to like handcuffs, they're like, okay, no, just not at all. These, you get a little bit more flexibility and they're really, really stretchy. So you don't feel as restricted and you can start maybe thumbs out. And so this like person just telling you, listen, just hold on to this and don't move your hands anywhere else. Or if you Can you explain what those are for the people who are listening and maybe can't see it? So these are called quickie cuffs. Okay. And they're just really flexible, very super strong. So, and they come in two different sizes. So right now, um, if you can't see, I have mediums and they do have a larger set that we also do have. Obviously, you know, they'll be on the website. But I just really like them. They don't leave any marks because sometimes, you know, for some people, it's the first time and they just go straight to handcuffs and it kind of leaves mm -hmm. some bruises and they feel uncomfortable. This, you don't feel any restraint. And if you lose the keys, it's not an issue because there's no key for this. So <laughs> you don't feel yeah. like scrambling. <laughs> I think that's, that's a really great product because it gives you the sensation of being restrained. But the ability to get yourself out of it, if you start to feel uncomfortable, if there's an emergency, you don't have to worry about, oh, no, where's the key? Exactly. Or, yeah, yeah, that's right. great. And so these are available on Lulu's website, Olulu Cherry Box, and we've got a link to that in our show notes. And so those are super, super great. Um, the bed restraints are cool. Um, and they have, you know, ones that go right underneath your bed. Those are really awesome. Um, and you can choose to do all four sides. Maybe mm -hmm. you want to do half a side. You know, just kind of play with it. You want to do upper or just lower. You know, just depending on kind of what, what the occasion calls for. Things like, you know, this very flexible, very wonderful ball gag from our friends at NAS Toy. They have a whole kit. Um, again, it'll be up on the website. But this has a whole amazing kit. Um, probably we'll have some photos that we'll have up for you guys to see um, with this episode. So that'll be awesome. For all our Excellent. social media friends. <laughs> our face mask. Love that. Mm -hmm. Love that. 
So we'll come back to face masks in just a second. But when you had mentioned the bed restraints, Midori has uh, from the chapter suggests that you should make sure that the furniture, whatever you're tying yourself to, is actually capable of handling that kind of play so you don't accidentally like break something or your bed collapses because it's not designed to uh withhold you know withstand thrashing about so just keep that in mind when you're thinking about trying restraints on furniture make sure your furniture is strong enough to uh (laughs) hold you while something is going on (laughs) yeah what happened nothing just nothing. <laughs> what do you mean you broke the bed? I can't answer that. <laughs> I mean, this. I think just the mere thought of you being restrained and your bed breaking it. Because like, what happened? You like. Oh. <laughs> you still like has a whip or something, and they're like, "What are you guys doing?" You like nothing. nothing. <laughs> the bed just broke. What? Why are you tied up? Like. <laughs> So much explanation. Exactly. Okay. So what should you do before even getting into bondage? So before you start to go down this pathway, you should talk to your partner. (laughs) Yes. Like that's, that's the very first thing. You don't go from zero to 60 and like whip out the rope and be like, you want to do this now? No, you got to talk to your partner first. So you might want to ask them what kinds of bondage they might be interested in. Mm -hmm. The boundaries that you and your partner want to push or respect. Lulu, do you have anything to add to that one specifically? Again, check your furniture, right? And just, you know, kind of set those base rules, like you said. You know, people always talk about the safe words. They are important. Um, because what if we're again tied up to the bed and you know, all of a sudden you find some kind of sense to your partner, you're like, Oh, stop, stop, stop. And maybe before stop us, I was like, No, we're just playing, keep going. Maybe that was the scene that was set. And so mm-hmm. to have those kind of words where, okay, if I say this, you know, we you have to check in and say, Okay, is everything good now? So I think it's important to have that just for everyone's safety because who knows what could be happening and we need to have that in play so that you know, everyone can be safe and play the right way. Absolutely. And as beginners, you know, you may think that you really like something and want to do it and you're very enthusiastic. And then when you're in the moment, it's not working out for you. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine to stop what you're doing and reassess. And either you could figure out a way to keep going or you can stop completely and never want to do this again. But it's much easier to feel comfortable doing that in the moment when you've talked to your partner ahead of time and you've laid these rules. So you're both looking out for them. You're both ready to listen. You know, you're going in with a different mindset. Exactly. And, you know, again, if you see something on the porn magic, you know, let your partner kind of know, say, hey, I watched this. You know, maybe we're not ready for that high level. Maybe we get something moderated read things like that book together kind of look at a chapter which that you thought was intriguing and you know go over it with your partner the book is on audible you guys can listen together mm-hmm. and maybe look at some toys and say hey what do we feel about this you know the, the threshold of each other absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely so some other things that you should be discussing who is doing the binding and this is known as the top 
and who is being bound. This is known as the bottom, and I'll be using the terms top and bottom throughout the episode. So again, top is the person doing the tying up, doing the binding, and bottom refers to the person who's being bound. Right. You should talk about the duration, so how long you you would probably feel comfortable being tied up for. The context, so is this for foreplay? Is this part of a role play scenario? Do you want to engage in penetrative sex or, or sexual touching while being bound? How you would like to be bound? So, you know, we talked a little bit about this before with the, the handcuffs. Do you want to be in a situation where you just want the sensation of restraint, but you actually want to be able to, you know, escape easily? Or would you feel comfortable with your partner um, engaging in kind of heavier uh, rope binding or, or bondage? you know, signals for safety. And then Midori recommends having oops tools around the room. So these are tools that are nearby that can help you and your partner get out of bindings easily and safe and safely. So she recommends EMT shears, which you can oh, typically find. Scissors. scissors. Yeah. You can find them at most drugstores and they are good for a lot of, excuse me, different kinds of fabrics. Um, so, you know, if you're using leather or like a heavier fabric, maybe regular scissors won't be enough, but EMT shears probably would do the trick. If you are going to use something that has locks or that it's metal, make sure you have spare keys around. Okay. And if you're getting into some really heavy duty stuff, maybe some bolt cutters or other <laughs> or something heavy duty that can get through a heavier metal chain. So you want to make sure that those tools are around your room, easily accessible in case something does not go the way that you expect. <laughs> not <Yeah>. the bulk. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's probably for like some heavy duty kink that's that's a bit beyond beginner play. But again, just yes. have <laughs> if you can have something around, you know, that's that's always good. Um I think during the peak of the but Fifty Shades of Grey thing, people were calling the the uh, firefighters because they were they kept getting locked up in um, handcuffs and then losing the key <laughs> because they were trying out stuff from Fifty Shades of Grey. So again, you want to make sure that you have all of the equipment around you necessary to make sure you're having something safe. Uh -uh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, what is recommended for beginners and before you get into buying anything crazy you can start with just some simple products around the house to kind of practice with you can use something like a scarf or a tie um, you can cut up bed sheets these are easy tools for bondage going back to the um the blindfold that Lulu had held up before you can just simply start with covering your partner's eyes. You can use a tie or a scarf to tie their hands behind their back or in front of them. Sleep mask and do that. Yeah, just use a sleep mask, you know? Or And you can maybe tie them to a chair for more restraint, but you don't have to do anything big or grandiose. You can definitely start small and start with some stuff that's already in your house. We don't suggest obstructing any breathing areas as breath play is much more complicated and it takes a lot of practice and information to do safely. So don't cover up the mouth or the nose um, if this so is your first time doing it. Right, so just as you're saying that, I just want to make mm -hmm. sure people know who are not watching but listening, 
So the ball gag that I um, showed earlier, it does have breathable holes, three on each side. So you right. are able to breathe through this mask, through this ball gag easily. So just as a um, safety tip, so you guys know that there are holes in here for you to be able to breathe through. That's wonderful. I actually, I'd never seen something like that before. So that's a great, um, that's a great type of toy. Uh, Midori also suggests using a simple scarf tying technique for beginner play. And you can check those out on pages 94 and 95 in the Ultimate Guide to Kink. Um, but basically the scarf would tie the wrists together in a twist. And then you can use a simple overhead knot to tie the ends together. So it does add some restraint, but it also didn't seem like it was super hard to get out of um, in the event right. that you needed to. Okay. Yeah. And then if that is still a little too much, like Lulu was saying, you can wear a sleep mask over your eyes, have a partner guide you to your location, and just will yourself not to touch your partner as they tickle and tease you. So again, like you can engage in certain types of bondage, but you don't even have to actually tie someone up to do that. So Lulu, do you have any more suggestions for beginners? I just say, you know, take your time. You know, it's not a race. This is an experience that's happening to two people, you know, especially if it's you all's first time, you really want to take your time and listen to your partner and constantly check in they're okay you know have a good time and you know reflect on that after how was that which part of that didn't you like what can we adjust on what can we build on like your partner know when you're ready to maybe go to intermediate level you know and um explore those things but either way don't be afraid to say yay or nay the more you express what you're feeling the better that you and your partner can be able to explore healthy and happy um bondage play Absolutely. I think that's so expertly put. You can use things like yes, no, maybe lists. You mm -hmm. can, like Lulu was saying, ask your partner during the aftercare, you know, after you, you finished up, was that what you expected? Remember, we've talked about that a bunch with our episodes focused on consent. Yeah. So you just want to be constantly checking in with your partner. That's, that's key to safe bondage play. That's key to safe BDSM play as a general yeah. rule. All right, so let's talk about some different types of tools. So first is leather restraints. And so you're going to look for products that have finished edges, proper dyes, meaning that the dyes don't rub off on you. If dyes are rubbing off of you, it might be a signal that the product is not safe and using like toxic stuff, which you don't want to have on your skin. And make sure everything is properly sized so that it's not too tight or too loose. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, Lulu, do you have any products that are leather-based that you want to share with us? Bondage-wise, I have to get some new things, but I do have a lot of bondage bloggers. Ooh. Uh, just not a lot of bondage leather things at the moment. Okay. But the flogger yeah. is fun. So can you explain what the flogger is? So, you know, um, this is more sensation play. I know mm -hmm. people see a flogger, they're like, oh, that's going to hurt, that's going to be, you know, painful. But there's a lot of great techniques with a flogger. You don't even have to, like, whip it. You can run it across the person's body, like, it's just a sensation. This one is a smaller one, so it's really, really great for beginners. 
So this one you can do some light touching. It's not um, very heavy at all. So it feels good. You get a little tingle from it. And it's just really nice for a starter. Again, you can drape it all over the body and kind of give you a little tickle with it and see how that works. My thing is sometimes when you're starting out, start with things that are smaller, kind of proceeding. You can kind of feel out what it is that you like. Mm -hmm. um, you never know to kind of go with it. Don't let it intimidate you. Right. Oh my gosh, that's good. I saw in the thing. Remember what we see, those people are professional, they've done it or their tolerance level is higher than yours. Everyone is different. You right. may be able to take a massive blogger your first time around and someone who has been doing it for a long time still can't. So it just all depends on the person. And so this is why you have to, you know, check in and say yes and no and that feels great and you can do a little bit more of that or I need a little bit less of that. I don't really like it in that area. It's too much thing or whatever it is so that your partner knows, you know, where, where it can go. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about handcuffs. Midori suggests that they look cool, like regular handcuffs um, look cool, but they're not really great for sex play. And this is because regular handcuffs can hurt they can cause cuts or bruising and novelty cuffs can can just get really tight and they often don't have finished edges. So that could be chafing the skin. So Midori suggests using cuffs as props or extenders for other products that are actually going to touch the skin. And you could also use alternative cuffs like the silicone ones that, you know, Lulu and I were talking about before or Velcro cuffs, which are usually made of fabric. They are lined on the inside, so it's nice and soft against the skin, and they provide the sensation of being restrained, but you can easily undo them if you need to. Do you have any other examples of cuffs that would be good? Ooh, okay. So those are uh, leather? So these are maybe one below leather, um, okay. but it has a great look of that. So these nice. are really good um, arm and leg cuffs you can use and you, they have a chain you can attach to them so you can clip them onto each other so that you will not be able to go anywhere once you connect them and you can position these however you need to so they do fit pretty well the edges like you said are really great on here and they have about six different holes for so if you need a little bit looser you can do that if you need a little bit tighter you can also go there also um, yeah, they also come good for ankle restraints, so they play both roles if you need them to. So I really like awesome. these because they have some padding in here also that gives you um, a lot of support on the wrist and ankle joints. So the that's, cushion here is really really nice. Yeah, that's great, and the hardware it looks like it's you know really flat, so you know nothing's yeah. gonna pop up and stick you and the the clips that you have you know if you needed to break away if i'm sure if you yank very very hard you can yeah i'm sure you could yeah sure snap you could. out of those so <laughs> excellent again it's a lot of it is providing the sensation of being restrained without necessarily putting yourself in a dangerous situation where you can't right. get out of something okay so lastly we have rope 
And Midori suggests using a cotton-based rope for beginners. There are lots of different types of rope that are discussed in that chapter, but cotton-based usually works well for beginners because some other kinds of rope can just get expensive. You don't need to know complicated knots, but there are a couple of basic ties that you can use, and those are on pages 104 to 106 of the Ultimate Guide to Kink. And these can help you tie limbs to furniture, but like we said, make sure your furniture is sturdy enough for that type of play, <laughs> or you can tie limbs to limbs, so like your arms together, your legs together, arms to legs, etc. Um, she also suggests avoiding sy synthetic rope because that can actually cause rope burn. So mm. Lulu, do you have any rope products available? I left the ropes in the other room. I have some rope I just not here. I thought I'd buy That's it okay. Sam. We'll That's post okay. it with the video. We'll have a little picture. We'll do a little fun reel with the rope. They come in nice colors. You can use rope or you can use adhesive tape. So the thing about sex tape that I really like is that it doesn't adhere to the skin. It only adheres to the tape. So you don't have to worry about okay. hair pulling. Um, and all that, it, that's really, really yeah, that's a great point. A bunch so, of that to kind of see how you um, like how absolutely. So, just so everyone knows, using like regular adhesive tape, like duct tape, is oh, not no. good to use. It no. can, um, no. it's not intended for skin contact, that it can cause a rash, it could cause a whole bunch of other issues. But there are tapes and ropes yeah. that are specifically for sex play. So, absolutely. Again, the tape that Lulu was saying, it's only sticking to itself. It's not sticking to you. And that's a very important thing to keep in mind. Um, so it, so Lulu's got a bunch of great products. And if you're going to a high quality sex store, they're going to have bondage products that are specifically intended for skin contact that aren't going to hurt you. Um, so it's important that you know what you are buying. Yes, very true. You know, you know, you don't want to go ahead. And then pull something out the drawer. It's to be like gorilla tape, and you didn't realize. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted clear tape, didn't realize it was the gorilla one. Like we just don't want that for you. So just no, just don't. regular non-sex tape is not intended to be used for sexual purposes. Don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> Again, we don't want we don't want you on sex sent you to the ER. Okay. <laughs> But yes, we but we don't want you to wind up there. Okay, so there are a couple of different types of bondage. First is for sexual stimulation. Um, and this, you can make sure that your pleasure centers are accessible so you can engage in stimulation. You don't want to tie someone up for sexual stimulation and then realize that you can't access any of the pleasure bits of the body. Um you can use it for fantasy role-playing scenarios, which are always fun. Um, this is a new term for me. Um, so Midori talks about escapology. And this is when pleasure is derived from figuring out how to, how to escape the bondage. This is a bit more of an advanced technique to do correctly. So if you're interested in escape technology, read about it. There are more techniques in the books that we've mentioned. Take a class. Just do your research before trying this activity. But it sounds like Absolutely. it could be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, when I read that, I was like, ooh, I want to try to do something anyway. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I'm not getting flustered or anything putting together an episode. I'm fine. <laughs> so then there is predicament play. And this is, again, more of an advanced activity, but it describes when the bottom, which is the person being tied up, is in a conflicting position and torn between two desires. So, for example, this is, you know, adapted from the chapter. Imagine your lover on all fours with clamps on their nipples connected to the headboard in front of them. At the same time, labia clips or a cock ring are tied to the flipboard and are gently pulling them back. They have to find the spot with just the right balance as you sensually tease them all the while. So they have to wow. get in the right they have to get in the right position because it's a little bit of pleasure a little bit of pain and you're stimulating them so they're wriggling around and i'm just like oh my <laughs> um we're oh, learning a lot about laura's interests this episode sorry everyone <laughs> um <laughs> Okay. And then lastly, we have sensory deprivation. Some people can find peace and can enter into an altered headspace when certain senses are cut off from their usual power. This can be achieved by using noise-canceling headphones, earplugs, blindfolds, etc. And if you are interested in doing this, you definitely need to be communicating with your partner in advance and throughout the experience about their boundaries and comforts before proceeding to the next part. Because if it's your first time engaging in sensory deprivation play, that can be a little disorienting. So oh, yeah. again, you want to make sure that you're being safe with it and not getting overwhelmed. <laughs> you get overstimulated. That's too much. Exactly, exactly. That I am not interested in as much, but some of the other stuff, ha Okay. <laughs> all right so now we're going to talk about risks and it can be all fun and games but you must make sure that you and your partner are engaging in safe bondage practices bottom should communicate any health issues that might be affected during a session and they need to communicate if they're having any issues during the bondage play to the top so communicate before communicate during and then debrief in aftercare Planning safe words, boundaries, etc. are all going to go a long way to have a good time. So, some things to keep an eye out for. Rope burn. Midori suggests moisturizing beforehand, which can help limit with chafing. Use products that are specifically for sex play, right? So, again, uh, <laughs> synthetic ropes are not good for sex play. So, use that sex tape. Use a cotton-based rope. And yeah. if it is very severe or you're very uncomfortable after a session, make sure you go visit a doctor and get treatment. Okay. Circulation issues. This is a really, really important one. If you were tied up too tightly and you start to see an unnatural coloring like red, purple, blue, white, or yellow, or the skin is cold and clammy, undo those restraints immediately and visit medical care. Okay. Yeah. So you, the top, you have to be paying attention to the bottom because maybe the bottom doesn't notice that their hands are getting you know a weird color and that their circulation is being cut off because you know they're distracted by sensation so right. everyone's got to be paying attention check in with your bottom if you are a top and undo those restraints immediately if you start to see issues with circulation if there's a problem again seek medical care 
So the next one, also very important, nerve compression. So this is the pins and needles sensation that, you know, you feel if you sleep the wrong way and your arm goes numb or your leg goes numb. It can also happen during bondage play. And this is a very serious issue. So if you are a bottom and you start to feel a tingling sensation where you're being tied up, make sure to tell your top because that can cause nerve damage. Um, and if, you know, you're having any issues after that, go seek medical care. There's a couple more risks that we want to make sure you're aware of. Allergies. So if you notice a tingling sensation that's not normal or you start to see a rash develop, it might mean that you're allergic to the material being used. So, you know, latex products are included in bondage play sometimes and people have latex allergies. So just keep that in mind. Unbind. If you notice this, unbind the bottom immediately and seek medical care. You can go to your doctor for allergy tests. Um, there are about a bunch of different ways to deal with this, and you can usually find alternatives so that, uh, you know, you can use different products to engage in the same kind of play. Right. If you have any body issues, like neck issues, um, mm -hmm. don't engage in bondage play that's going to damage the larynx or crushes the front of the neck. If you have um, a bottom that's wearing a collar as a top, don't pull a leash really hard from behind and snap the neck back. In predicament play, so remember predicament play is that tension between two different sensations. Yes. Don't hogtie the neck so that breath is cut off when the legs need to stretch. So hogtie is when a person is on their stomach and their back is arched in like a C shape. And if you're doing that, that's again, it's a bit more advanced. So you know, keep that in mind. That's something that you want more expertise on than just this episode. Um, yes, yeah, because we are still in beginners. <laughs> we are still in beginners, right? But if you are interested in that kind of play, you need to be taking certain precautions and putting something around the neck where that's connected to the legs and the legs have to stretch and it's going to cut off the airway. That's going to lead to a lot of issues. Um, so don't do that. <laughs> I know we're being, you know, very kind of like, I don't know, super safety about this stuff, but, you know, there is risk involved. We want you all to have a good time and we just, we just don't want to see anyone hurt, right? So if you run into any medical issues, get yourself, get your partner out of the bonds, seek medical care right away. Medical issues are reduced if you pre-plan the activity by talking about your expectations, any medical issues that might be agitated by bondage, etc. Now, no situation is 100% safe, so please do all that you can to reduce any risks. Um, keep your oops tools nearby, communicate um, when you are uncomfortable with something, as it might be an indicator of a more serious situation. Bottoms, make sure you're speaking up, and tops, Make sure to be listening. Make sure to be paying attention, right? Very true. Okay. So I think we're good with all of the <laughs> <laughs> Laura's PSA on being mm. safe during bondage play. So, Lou, do you have any more products that you would recommend for beginner play, beginner bondage play? Um, like I said, these are super, super. Okay, I have here by Nastoy. It's not too advanced. It's kind of still in the beginning, like I said, because it has the small flogger. This um, ball gag can be considered um, beginners. 
they do have a collar and leash in here. So this particular kit has a little bit of everything. So you can kind of build yourself up just by using this kit by itself. It has arms, um, wrist and ankle cuffs. It has a paddle, it has some nipple um, clamps. So it has a little bit of everything. So you can kind of go through, work for you, and see where your levels are at. That'll kind of give you an indication of, you know, where, where you're at <laughs> with your play. Absolutely. And communication and get those safety words. Yeah, that kit sounds really interesting. Again, like as you were saying, it gives you a little bit of all different kinds of BDSM stimulation that you mm -hmm. can practice with. And yeah, you can definitely build up from there. So, yeah. you know, a lot of this is you can get the sensation without going too hardcore right away. And you can build to some more advanced techniques over time, but you don't want to start at the most complicated what? knots and bondage when you have <laughs> no idea what you're doing, right? So you and you may not even know if you actually like it. So right. go slow. And if I would say if you are with a partner where you are the more experienced one and they are less experienced, don't try to force them to go too fast. Um, mm -hmm. Make sure that you're both communicating about where you're at and what you want to be doing. But no one wants to feel pressured to push their boundaries when they're not ready to explore those absolutely and that makes somebody apprehensive about ever wanting to dive into that again so you know take your time yes it's fine Figure it out. <laughs> yeah yeah because it will be more as you know more about yourself as you learn more about yourself you're going to have a better time mm -hmm. <laughs> um yeah. than yeah. just jumping in feet first without having that background. So true. Very well said. <laughs> All right, Lulu. So do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up today? Just have fun with it. Um, explore, see what works. And just a little tidbit. The 31st, we're going to be doing an episode on it, but the 31st, I love this day. It's National Orgasm Day. Like, Yes. So, <laughs> come one, come all. Exactly. And that made to be fun. But <laughs> enjoy that day. Yes, indeed. So <laughs> we've had we've had a couple of great holidays kind of building up to National Orgasm Day. So yeah. Yes, enjoy. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some stuff, but enjoy the holiday. Be safe. Have a good time, mm -hmm. and I think, yeah, just 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 have fun, just have fun. <laughs> all right, everyone, so that's all for this episode of Mindful Sex Ed. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer, please email us at podcast at tickle life or reach out to us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at mindful sex ed pod and on Instagram at mindful sex ed podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. Reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify are helpful in getting us out there. Sharing is caring, so please send this episode or any of our episodes to someone you think would be interested in learning about these topics. And it is free. Lastly, check out all the podcasts on the Tickle.Life network and visit Tickle.Life for all of your mindful sex ed feeds. Goodbye, everyone, and we will see you next week.